The Money Show. Consumer Ninja. Wendy Nola is our Consumer Ninja. And I'm finding this, I'm quite incredulous about this, where there are companies who deliberately go to convince people to go into debt review. Um, and they say, you know what, it'll reduce your monthly installments. This is actually going to be good for you, helpful for you. And they manage to spill, spill, uh, spin a convincing enough yarn to tie people up in knots in debt far longer than they might ever have intended. That's right, Bruce. And it's the whole thing about going and into debt counselling or under debt review, it's the same thing, um, which is a legal process under the National Credit Act, is you've got to be over-indebted, right? I mean, all of us, if if I said to you, would you like to pay less on your car or home or whatever uh, um, installment every month? I mean, most people would say, yeah, that's right, what's the catch? I've had two of these calls myself, Bruce, and they go for the, that's the opening line. Uh, would you like to have your installment repayments reduced by 50 or 60%? And you go, yeah, tell me more. 50 and or 60%? Yes. So that's just a silliness. The first that, signal, That yeah. was in my, in my case, yes. Um, when I asked one of them how my credit or why my credit providers would agree to that, I was told, um, uh, a, prog- a program does it. <laughs> Anyway, it's not a laughing matter because, um, you know, if you agree to go under debt counselling um, without knowing the implications or not, or even that word not even really being brought up, um, you know, you end up in a case where, you know, you to get out of it, you could uh, have to pay the, the debt counsellor, um, you know, 8,000 rand or around that amount to, to get out of it because the first payment goes to the debt counsellor, right? You can't get any credit while you're under uh, debt review. And the debt counsellor takes control of your account. So your debit orders stop coming off. I mean, it's a very serious thing. So the case study, this in tonight's uh, little segment is, is Omesh. He got one of these unsolicited calls from a person representing a Cape Town-based uh, debt counselling firm called Alpha Debt Management. He was driving at the time, so he couldn't really pay attention. And that's the first thing. You don't ever, ever get into any conversation that involves your personal financial affairs or, you know, anything, cell phone contracts while you're driving. I would say don't get into it on your cell phone or on your phone at all, but, you know, certainly not while you're distracted on the road. Um, and he sort of, he, he, he insists the words debt review or debt counselling weren't mentioned. Um, he was given that, would you like to, uh, you know, make one payment for all your accounts, you'll pay less every month. And he said yes, and he must have given details of his loans and his store accounts. And when he got home and told his wife, his wife said, I don't like the sound of that at all. So he says he phoned his bank to sort of stop everything, to prevent any of that going through. But um you know, that wasn't much of a help. He says he informed the uh, debt uh, counselling company that he didn't want anything to happen. He felt he hadn't signed anything, so he thought, well, uh, you know. But that doesn't well, count because yeah, you see, call centre agreements are a signature, aren't they? Exactly. they mandates. Yeah, they count as the mandates, your agreement. Um, <laughs> and he said, yeah, he did say, yes, that sounds good, and give all his account details. And now, of course, um, he was when he got hold of them and said he didn't want to go through with it, you know you get a seven-day cooling-off period if you agree to something, uh, direct marketing, such as an unsolicited call. 
on your phone. Anyway, they said, no, it's the paperwork's all gone through. And the only way out was to pay up all of his accounts and loans and get paid up letters, and then you'll get a clearance letter. So his credit rating is is, um, is zero, he checked. And his accounts are all in disarray. Um, so I, obviously I got a hold of Alpha Debt Management, uh, which is a registered debt council with a national credit regulator. And I asked, you know, do you have a recording? You must have a recording of this conversation. Does it reveal that your consultant clearly asked Omesh if he was over-indebted? Was it clearly expa- explained what going under debt review meant and the impact, um, you know, on uh, the fact you couldn't get any more credit? It's a, it's a very severe uh, last resort process. And I said, if not, it was a case of mis-selling and he must immediately be restored to the position he was before he got that um, unsolicited call. And I said, in any event, I mentioned, you know, the um, cooling off period. He was within the seven days. And um, not through lack of trying, Bruce, I have not had a report, uh, a response rather, to uh, those questions. And um, what I did get from the company's so-called customer care team leader was that in order for them to assist me, I would have to provide, kindly provide, uh, not only a copy of Amesh's ID from him and his permission that um, that I should take up uh, this on his behalf, but I also need his, wait for it, signed power of attorney. Um, Is that unreasonable? I, said, I, I don't know, Wendy. Is that an unreasonable before, request? I've never, I have Never been asked to do that, Bruce, in almost 24 years of consumer journalism, and that is many thousands of media queries. I understand that I'm increasingly being asked, and it's not the bigger companies that that I'm used to dealing with, the banks and the insurers and the whatever, because they understand (laughs) and respect the media process, right, the role of of the media. But, um, yeah, some of the smaller ones, I had one um, earlier this week, Um, we need... uh, the complainant to send us an email giving us permission. I mean, the fact that I enclose, I include the email stating in which they say, please help me. I'm in this situation. I can't get help. I mean, clearly <laughs> it's very obvious. Anyway, I was not going to put that man through um, signing a power of attorney. And don't you need to be in the same place to sign that? I, I, I mean, this is how much I know. But anyway, I said, no, it's a stalling tactic. Please give me the information. Otherwise, I'll just state that what exactly what happened and that you wouldn't respond. And that's what's happened after two or three attempts, nothing. And so that's where we are. What I've done is um, urge Omesh to um, complain to the national credit regulator, um, you know, lodge a formal complaint. The regulator told me that they um, they get uh, a lot of these complaints. Um, they say that, um, especially from people saying that they were placed under debt review without their consent. It's pretty alarming, don't you think? Mm. Um, she, they said, we do investigate and find some complaints to be valid and others without merit as consumers would have signed the necessary forms when applying for debt review. Uh, in other complaints, we found that there is no evidence that the consumer applied for debt review. We have referred some of these to the National Consumer Tribunal, and they give examples of cases where um, the tribunal ruled in their favour. So I'll be following up on Omesh's case. But, um, yeah, um, I would just say, <laughs> if you get a call from someone out of the blue, again, okay, I mean, this is the takeout, especially if you're driving, um, and they start to ask you questions that involve your finances, um, anything where you're required to reveal what accounts you have, um, which who you bank with, anything 
like that. Even taking a cell phone contract. I mean, it's just not the way to get into a, a, a very serious binding financial contract. Just say sorry and end the call. Honestly, from my where I sit and the emails I get, I just it's just a ridiculous way and a, a very prejudicial way uh, to get committed to a contract. Um, and as I say, I'm no, I have got no shortage of case studies to prove what I'm saying. So just just end the call. Do not. I mean, this is a stranger. There could be anyone. There could be absolutely anyone. Why would you? Get into a financial discussion with a stranger exactly. on the phone. I do not understand. I, I fell for a, for a cell phone company call because I had a data package that expired at a different time to a, to a normal cell phone package. And I went, yeah, well, that sounds right. nice. It sounds like a better deal. And then I went to go and do the upgrade. And I said, oh, and this data thing. Oh, no, you renewed that six weeks ago. So no, I didn't <laughs> renew it. Yes. No, no, you tied to that for you tied to that for the next two years. I was like, oh my goodness gracious me! And you only have to get bitten once by these blighters. And so I'm afraid I'm 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 I think I'm polite. I'm more polite than I used to be. I, I appreciate the the burden of the call center um, hustler yes, who is simply trying to do a job. But I, I do say I'm not shouting at you. But this is for your tape. And then I express an opinion which is usually quite strong. Um, and and strident, strident, yes. and 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 then if I if, if if I'm having a bit of a bad day, um, I, I, I get a bit loud, um, and I say, "Have you got that?" And then they generally go, "Yes, shame." <laughs> and I say, "It wasn't you, uh, but shame. it's your boss. Your boss is the evil one here, and, making you do this because and, oh, it's diabolical." Yes, and the script, the script that they get given, you know that. That's uh, you know doesn't fully disclose. It's not transparent. The person's not really making an informed decision. And I mean, especially this is rough, uh, Bruce. When you think I've had two or possibly even three calls, uh, mm. when I've started once, I started to ask these questions about you know, are you not interested in whether I'm over indebted and blah blah blah. And what about why haven't you said anything about I can't get any new credit and the calls just quickly ended? But a lot of people, you know, um, just hang on to that. Would you like your installments to be reduced? Yeah. And, I mean, Hope. more more are going to fall for it now, Bruce. I mean, his money show. It's all about everything going up, from petrol to interest rates to, well, we'll see everything. And and so people can't cope. And you get this call that feels like a lifeline saying, "Would you like your installments reduced?" And for many, you know, the common sense will just skid to a halt at that point, and they'll latch onto this is something that's going to help me, and exactly. it's absolutely. Not if it's not uh, designed, if you if you aren't at the point where you really do want to go under debt counselling and then do it where you make the call and you make do your investigation. You don't agree to anything to a stranger on the phone. Please, please, please. Can I throw you under the bus very quickly? Are you getting lots of complaints about Comair uh, for BA and Kalula and people being um, left high and dry or low and dry? Of course, I... Of course, I am, Bruce. We spoke. I spoke about it with Pippa on 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 the on consumer talk this afternoon. Yes, of course. When you consider that Comair from between Kalula and BA, they own forty percent of owned. They had forty percent of the domestic market in terms of seats. I mean, this has to be a huge story. They haven't been flying since Saturday. Yeah. Um, we're now going into Thursday. We don't know how much longer it's going to last. And with every day that passes, there are more people who paid for something they didn't get and now when they have to buy a new one, of course, the, pl- the price is inflated. I heard your conversation with the other airlines saying we're absolutely not gouging and I believe them. I mean, they could take a choice to fiddle with their with their pricing model and reduce those last few tickets. Um, but, you know, they, they really, they're definitely not guilty of 
gouging. I'm trying to get an opinion from the Consumer Commission and from the Ombuds to say, what about refunds? I don't think they could legally refuse in, Com in Kalula's case. But whew, how many days on to try and get an answer out of the regulators is not easy. And the trouble is, the, every day that they stay grounded makes it considerably exponentially harder for them to become airborne again unless they get a huge capital injection and i don't know how tolerant their um their their investors are um i saw a list of their investors today a bunch of quite well-known individuals in south africa and a mm. trust in there as well um and I'm, I'm wondering about that appetite if you are an investor in in comair um are you going to follow your rights are you going to keep pouring money into this thing or are you going to allow it to go probably where it should have gone when it went into business rescue two years ago um because it hasn't it's it's of all of the airlines that i've used and i've used many and i've flown a lot and i must plant some trees um it's been from a consumer experience point of view the, the signs have been there that all is not well extensive delays extensive problems lots of repair issues all of that sort of stuff more than any other airline um, and so, yeah, I wonder if there is an airline there worth saving. But thank you very much indeed. Wendy Nola, our Consumer Ninja, on a Wednesday.